Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of the Pillow Talk podcast, where culture meets Christianity, a space where we talk all things Jesus, faith, life, womanhood, singleness and relationships, whatever it is, we're just going to be real. So if you're new here, welcome sis. I am your host, Vanessa Belval, and my purpose for this podcast is to help and encourage women in finding their identity and purpose in Jesus while providing biblical truth so that we can apply it to our everyday lives. And I think you guys are in for a special treat because this episode is going to be a really good one. So grab your coffee, your tea, your blanket, gather up your girls if you need to, tune in and let's talk. So today is going to be a really special episode because for the first time I have a really special guest. She is one of my great friends and I am really excited to record this episode with her because I believe that she has a lot to say, Um, great words, uh, but basically, first and foremost, we're going to talk about worship and mental health. So I feel like this needs to be talked about. Um, I feel like lately the topic of mental health has been such, has been such on a rise that, um, it needs to be talked about, you know, questions of like, um, therapy, like I'm a Christian, should I do therapy? Or, you know, I've, I've been seeing a lot of things like I'm a Christian, but I still struggle with anxiety and depression, or in some people they even question am I a Christian because I struggle with anxiety and depression? Um, So we're going to get into that because I feel like it's really important, especially as women where, you know, we're called to do many things. We have many gifts. We're going to work. We're going to school. We have families. We have um, like outside things that we need to do. Um, And that can take a toll on us especially when you are a person that is still healing from, you know, um, your past, like your childhood. Um, There's still some things that uh, still remain. And um, I think it's just really great to talk about. So without further ado, I'm not going to talk too much. Uh, I'm going to introduce you guys to Mariah Fletcher. Hey, girl. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. Good. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. It's such a blessing and an honor. (laughs) Thanks. Thank you so much for like just being willing to just share your testimony and share your heart about worship. And um, when I thought of doing this episode, I, my mind immediately went to you because I've seen you grow Um, as a person, as a woman of God and a person with a heart of worship. Y'all, I've been on this, I've been on the worship team with Mariah since how long now? Like, I don't know. It's been some years. It's been some years. (laughs) It's been some years. And whenever I'm with her uh, leading worship, or even if I'm just like, even if she's up there leading worship and I'm just, you know, at the service, I'm just so amazed of just how um, just how great she is at just professing her love for the Lord and just carrying that heart of worship that she has. So I'm not going to talk too much, you know, while you're here, uh, you're going to talk about, um, your testimony, um, with anxiety and depression. 
And um, I also would love for you to talk about worship as well. And, you know, just, just how, like, how you were brought to worship, you know, how worship has impacted your life since dealing with anxiety and depression. So um, if you could please talk to us first about your testimony. Yeah, definitely. So um, when I was around the age of 15 or 16, I did go through um, a time of um, just depression and anxiety and a lot of fear. Um, I didn't know like where it came from or what the root of it was, really. Um, but it was just a really, really dark time for me. Um, I'm someone who loves to write. I love to worship and I love to just serve in ministry. And that's something during that time I, I just kind of stopped. Um, I kind of just just lost um, the the interest or I didn't have any motivation, really, I would say, during this time. So um, it went on for about um, five months uh, that I just felt really just felt really dark. I felt really empty. And I didn't tell anyone um, except for like two friends who just really helped me. And they just prayed over me every single day. They said Bible verses to me every day. They just really encouraged me. And they said, Mariah, you're a worshiper. You you love the Lord. Like you're going to get through this. And so I didn't see it at the time. But I had to realize that one, I am a child of God. And two, I'm an overcomer. So this is something that I had to constantly remind myself Throughout those, um, throughout the five months, um, I went to an encounter at my church, and I got delivered from depression, from anxiety, from that crippling fear, and that was just something that was just so amazing to me. I um, went to the encounter. I was um, baptized in the Holy Spirit, and it was just so life-changing for me. That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing. So, um, of course, I do have some questions uh, pertaining to this topic. So my first question is, what does worship mean to you, especially after, you know, what happened and, you know, you having to experience, you know, anxiety and depression and um, just being set free from that when you went and that moment when you uh, went to the encounter? Yeah. Um, so specifically, specifically, I would say for Christians, when we're talking about Christians, worship is our response to the goodness and the faithfulness so of good. God. Yeah. Um, it's how we're responding to him. Um, anyone could be a worshiper. I believe that we are we are naturally um, worshipers. So you could be a non-believer and be a worshiper, but you're a worshiper of money. You could be a worshiper Come of on. your kids. You can make these things your idol. But when you are a Christian, our mindset and our heart and our perspective, that's when it changes. That's when it's not it's not putting um, money and even friendships and relationships. It's not putting that on a pedestal, but it's saying that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords deserves my response because not just of what what He's done in my life, but of who He is, and He's a good God, and He deserves He deserves all the praise and all the glory. Amen. That is so so good. Um, this is why the Lord knew that He needed you to be on this episode <laughs> because I wanted to touch on that a little bit more. Um, because that's also my definition of worship as well. Since going to school, um, there was a worship class. And taking that class has changed my uh, view of worship. 
I think forever. And um, it like one of the things that the that my professor uh, told me that I will forever hold on to in that worship class was worship is the is one's um, authentic response to the revelation of God. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. Because if you really think about it, if you don't have a true revelation of God, not just one, not what we think or who we think he is or who or, you know, what we've heard about him from other people, but an authentic revelation, Mm -hmm. like an encounter with God, we're not going to have a proper response. And um, I also I've talked about obedience before and obedience is. Obedience is a form of worship. Mm-hmm. Romans 12, verse 1 to 2, offer yourselves as a living sacrifice. And for this is um, the proper form of worship. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, um, if we don't have that revelation of, you know, God, that he's faithful, he's a provider, he is a father. If you don't have the relation, oh, thank you, God. Thank you, God. If you don't have the revelation of God as as a father, we're not going to have that proper response to him as a child. Yes. If you so don't good. have that revelation of, of God as provider and as trustworthy, then we're not going to have that proper response to surrender everything to him. Yeah. Where it's like, God, because I know that you're faithful, because I know that you um, still heal, because I know that you still do this, yeah. you're trustworthy. You keep every single word. Mm-hmm. This is for me. Like yeah. you keep every That's single so word. I can, this is this is my worship to you. I'm going to surrender. I'm going to give everything to you because you're worth it and you're God. Yeah. And that's my, that that is my form of worship to you. Yeah. So I loved that you touched on that. And I really do believe that's the purest form of worship. Yeah. Um, it's so funny that you said that, how um, having a relationship with the father, the, a response, because um, part of my testimony actually is when I was going back to when I was born, <laughs> um, <laughs> when I was born, I was actually um, two pounds. So I was premature. Yes. I was supposed to be born in October, but I was actually born in July. Um, shout out to all the July babies out there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was born in July and I had a lot of um, a lot of issues. I had surgery when I was just two days old um, on my stomach. And so I was in the hospital for actually two months and um, my mom reminds me of this all the time. She says <laughs> when she um, would visit me in the hospital, when her and my dad would visit me in the hospital, they would actually play worship music constantly throughout um, yeah. when I was in the incubator. They would play worship music constantly and just play those uh, little Bible, those children Bible stories. <laughs> and then she would say like when her and my dad will come to visit me, um, the nurses would say, um, Mariah, it's Bible study time. Like they knew that when it was so time cute. for me to have Bible study. So I've always really oh, just been cute. around worship. Um, wow. And when my dad, because I wouldn't really respond to anyone. I wouldn't really respond to any of the nurses, except for my mom. I wouldn't respond to my aunt or anything when they'll come to visit. But when my dad will step in the room, it's like I immediately knew like when his presence was there. And so my mom would say every time my dad will come in, oh, I would turn so my head beautiful. and I would like when he leaves, like I would like put like my little hand up. She said the nurses will like think it's the most amazing thing. And so when you were wow. saying that relationship with yeah. the father, it's kind of like how we are with our heavenly father, how I was with my mm. earthly father. And when you have that relationship, when you have that um that intimacy with the father, 
that's going to be our immediate response. When he walks in the room, when he walks into the darkness in your life, when he walks into the room when you're crying at nighttime, that's going to be our response to immediately turn to him. That is so, so beautiful. And I was just thinking about that when you said how when, when your father would walk into the room, like you would just know. Yeah. And that really is what um, having a relationship with a father is like. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for sharing <laughs> that. My goodness. So powerful. So beautiful. My second question is, what do you think um, the relationship is between worship and mental health? And mm-hmm. can you explain that a little bit? Like, what's your view on that? Yeah. Um, so I believe when we listen to any song, whether it's a worship song or a secular song, um, it has a, it has a big impact on, um, our mental health. Um, when you listen to a song, when you go through a breakup or something, or when you feel in a little down, you listen (laughs) to certain songs, you listen to specific songs and those songs, they, I mean, I'm not like a scientist or anything, but like they, I, they have a, they play, do something in your brain or something. They, they do some work in your brain. They do yeah. some work in your in your heart, you know, and that can make you feel a certain type of way. And we are also responding, going back to the response, we're also responding to how that song makes us feel. Now, when it comes down to worship, when we listen to certain songs, it's not acknowledging the hurt and the pain that we may be going through, but it's acknowledging the father who can help us and guide us through that hurt and pain or not even just hurt and pain, but also praising him, you know, worship and praise is how we get through, how we get through life. Praise is our weapon. And I think that when we do go through a very dark season in life, if we're um, feeling fear or anxiety, because I used to, um, I used to go through so much anxiety where at nighttime I would be so scared to go to sleep. I, or if I'm sleeping, I would wake up and I would just like start like shaking. Like I couldn't go to sleep or anything. It was just mm-hmm. so, I felt so scared, you know? Yeah. And so I would play worship music. I started playing worship music throughout um, the night. I would, I fall asleep to worship music. I still do. Um, I fall asleep to worship music and that has an effect on how my mind is. That has an effect on my perspective, on what I'm going through, how I'm going to wake up in the morning, mm-hmm. how I'm going to end my night. And so I think that just really just ties into when when you are going through something or when you are feeling a certain type of way, instead of immediately going to that one song, you know, that, you know, that one song you go, you go to when you just feel a certain type of way, instead of <laughs> going straight to that song, maybe you can put on some worship music, put on a a praise song, you know? Yeah, that's really good. Um, If I could tap into it a little bit. Um, I like how you mentioned, you know, when we turn on worship music. um, I like how you mentioned that when we turned on worship music, we're not just acknowledging our feelings. And, you know, I guess this is just, this is for us. Like, it's not that we're saying that, you know, our feelings don't matter, you know, like yeah. they need to be acknowledged. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love how you brought it back to the Lord. You're like, we're acknowledging the father, yeah. the one who, who is the God of our emotions, mm-hmm. who understands, who heals, who yeah. comforts. And um, 
it's it's true because you know uh, I think you probably said it a little bit how like you know I feel like we all had that one song yeah. whether it's like secular or like, yeah. or like a worship song where it's like when it gets to that certain yeah. point we're like this is it exactly like, I'm meeting God right now mm-hmm. or like but and you know like we're all like we're like like you're you're hyped up yeah. or whatever and it's like you're anticipating that <laughs> moment for the song mm-hmm. but what like what about being like being anticipated mm-hmm. and just ready for the like for the father yeah meeting the father in that time of worship um and i love that you said that it um it it's like it's like worship music kind of helps us to align ourselves back to god Mm -hmm. who is who brings truth who is light um and because it can i feel like it really can be easy to just pick a certain song and you know it's like oh i'm you know wow like Especially if you're going through a breakup, mm-hmm. what are you going to play? You're going to play a song about breaking up. Yeah. You're going to play a song about, you know, bouncing back and mm-hmm. like, oh, like these guys, like he's a, he ain't nothing yeah. or whatever it is. Um, but I, but when you turn on that, the um, when you turn on worship music, it's like you're realigning your heart and your mm-hmm. mind and your emotions because, you know, you're a body, you're a mind and you're, you're, you're a body, you're a soul. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's the mind as well. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. Um, and, you know, we we have to align. Yeah, we have to like those, those three elements. Mm-hmm. We need to align those three elements back to the Lord um, or else we're going to be led astray. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if y'all don't think that music does not have an effect on you, oh my gosh, please rethink it. It really does. I remember there's been certain songs that I've listened to when I was, you know, younger, didn't really have a bright revelation of the Lord. So like, if I try to listen to it now, I just can't because it just, it just, I feel so uneasy in my spirit. And then, you know, I start to feel a certain type of way and I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. I have to turn it off because I know that I know the place that it's going to make me feel Mm -hmm. or the place that's going to get me to, I know how it's going to make me feel. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. So I think it's important, uh, to, um, definitely just be mindful of like, what you're listening to and to remember that, um, you know, worship music is not just about, you know, like, it's not a thing where like, oh, I, you know, this, this song helps me to feel like this. Mm-hmm. No, this song reminds me of God. This yeah. song brings me back to, to the word or brings me back to the truth, to the truth. It brings me back to the father. Yeah. And that's where I need to be. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, that's amazing. Really. Everything that you said. And, um, that also comes back, goes back to constantly renewing our minds mm-hmm. and surrendering, surrendering to Christ. Surrender isn't just a thing we do on Wednesday nights or Sunday mornings. You know, surrendering <laughs> is constantly every single day. Dang, We're constantly yeah. surrendering our lives to Jesus. And um, just to clarify, emotions are a bad thing. You no. know, the Bible says their emotions, you know, they're good. It's just how you... Um, react and how you respond when you are feeling a certain type of way because the Lord he he gives us these emotions they're not bad it's just what we do with those emotions that's good you know that just reminded me of um so me and a group of people um we're doing a a 60 day like challenge for emotional healing Mm -hmm. and there was this part in uh the journal where I read it says um 
our emotions can be indicators of who we're following or who we're allowing authority like over our life. Isn't that big? That is really big. When I read that, I was like, oh my gosh. It really makes you think. (laughs) It really does. So it's like, you know, if you are constantly feeling, if you're constantly like in that depressive, anxious state, you know, you're probably, you're, you've probably allowed anxiety and depression yeah. to open a door in your life. Yeah. If you're constantly feeling, let's be honest, if you're constantly feeling lustful, mm-hmm. there's, there's, there's a, there's a place in your heart that God wants to touch and to heal. Yeah. If you're, if you're, you know, um, if you're always angry, you know, um, you've probably given the enemy a foothold. Yeah. So it, you know, so it's like, um, it is so true. Um, I really do feel like we have to bring, we have to bring our emotions, everything really, but especially our emotions, like through the filter of mm-hmm. it, like it has to be filtered through the word of God. Yeah. And I do, I do love that you said that, you know, emotions are not bad. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. You know, like God didn't make us to be Christian robots yeah. <laughs> because if he did, then like we wouldn't really like, our worship to him would not be genuine. Exactly. It would yeah. not be a sweet sound to him. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, think think about that, y'all. Like your emotions can be indicators of who you're allowing authority in your life. It could yeah. be either God or it could be the enemy. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty good. Love it, love it, love it. <laughs> so my next question is: what does worship look like for you in the everyday life of the Christian woman? Um, wow. I actually really love this question because, um, actually just recently I was at the store and this is a little story. What happened (laughs) is it's a great story of how worship is just in your everyday life. Um, I was at the store and this woman comes up to me and she just starts talking and she's like, Hey, um, can I just, uh, can I ask you a question? Do you work? And I'm like, oh, she's like trying to offer me a job or something. I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> and so she's like, hey, do you work? And I'm like, yeah, I do. So she's like, I'm just looking for a job. I, I need a new job coach. And she's just going on and on. And immediately mm-hmm. when I um, when I saw her, when she started talking, that's why it's so important to be in constant communication with the Lord because he yeah. gives us discernment. Come on. So immediately when she started talking, I could tell that she just wasn't um, – she just something wasn't right, you know. She was oh, going God. through something mentally, and I'm like, okay, I need to. I, I was praying. <laughs> I wasn't praying out loud, but I, I was praying. Yeah, you know. And so she just starts talking. So then she starts like cursing and doing all this stuff, and I'm like, okay, Lord. So I'm trying to like kind of. I'm I'm trying to communicate with her, but I'm also trying to go <laughs> walk away a little bit. I'm like, okay, I need to figure out a way to get out of this situation so the whole time I'm really I'm like praying and I'm like Lord I need to get out of here like I don't know what to do (laughs) and so I'm like okay have a great day Merry Christmas and so (laughs) I walk away and I'm almost at the front of the store I'm almost at the front of the store and then the Holy Spirit said wait and I'm like what and so I hear her she's very loud but I hear her yelling she's like wait wait wait, can you pray for me? And I'm like, okay, Lord, here we go. <laughs> like, I'm not going to just walk away from her, you know? No, right. And so she's like, she's like, wait, can you pray for me? And then immediately I was like, there's a reason why I was there at that moment because I wasn't yes. going to go to the store. And there's a reason why she stopped to ask me for prayer. 
So I was like, you want me to pray for you now? And so she's like, yes, yes, I need prayer. And so I prayed with her and everything. And so my my eyes were open during prayer because, you know, I'm still watching and praying. Yeah, <laughs> and so, yeah. um, but when I looked up, I see her, she kind of like, her, her, the way she looked, she kind of just like looked completely like different. She looked like she was like, you know how you just find out something just um, so unbelievable where it just kind of just wreck, wrecks you a little bit? Mm. That's how she was. And so I look up and she's like bawling. And so mm. she's like, Jesus loves me, right? Like he sees me, he's in my heart. And I'm like, yeah, Jesus loves you. And so she she asked me, she's like, can you can you just keep praying for me? And so I'm like, wow, God, like that, that was a way for you to use me. I was used as your vessel during that mm. moment. <clears throat> and going back to your question, what does worship look like for you in the everyday life? For me, it's just that, you know, it's going back to the days where, you know, you're stopped by a woman in the store who asks you to pray yeah. for her. It's the server who maybe having a bad day, but you're not going to lash out on them. You're going to still treat them with, with respect. Um, it's it's the people who get upset with you when you're driving. You know, it's how you're going to respond to them. That's what worship is. It's not just singing. It's not just listening to a song. It's how you're serving other people. It's how you are faithfully serving the Father. That's it's cool. how you're praying for people, even when they don't they don't pray for you, even when they treat you a certain way. It's how you're just living a life of holiness, living a life of purity for the Father and renewing your mind, like what we said earlier. That's what worship is in your everyday life. That's really good. Wow. You never told me that story. Yeah, it just happened like last week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, when she said Christmas. No, it just happened. <laughs> wow, that is amazing. And um, wow. And I while listening to you, while listening to you share that, I um was just thinking it's the fact that you you listen to the Holy Spirit in that moment. You know, and how many times I've, I've always thought about this. Like, how many times do we get so caught up in what we need to do and where we need to go where we miss those moments where God just wants to use us? Yeah. I thought about that. And it could be at a grocery store. It could be in the library. It could be it could be at a car auto shop. It will be in the most random places, y'all. Don't yeah. limit God. Exactly. <laughs> do not limit God. Yeah. Like, it will be in the most random place you ever think of. Mm -hmm. But it's just, it's about, you were ready. Yeah. You were available. And I love that because, and I can tell that that is because it's, it's from the foundation of your relationship with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And that's how you were able to discern that, you know, this woman was, was in a need mm -hmm. kind of like, um, kind of like, I think the woman in the Bible, I'm trying to remember, there were so many women that were in need in the Bible, <laughs> but, but kind of like that woman in the Bible who, you know, um, came to, came to, uh, who, who came to like pour perfume, like over the, um, over the Lord's feet, Yeah, you know, um, she didn't. And it's just amazing how that lady, that lady was kind of like that woman with the perfume. Yeah. She just, she didn't care how she looked. Yeah. She didn't, 
care she looked crazy yeah. or stupid or whatever yeah. she stopped you yeah. and she asked you yes. and she asked you to pray for her yeah. and it's amazing how the holy spirit told you to wait and mm -hmm. then here she goes saying wait 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 yeah and i love that that really does come from having that intimacy mm -hmm. with the lord i think that is definitely where um worship starts with worship mm -hmm. starts with um revelation and awe of the lord mm -hmm. And then it'll lead to an it'll lead to intimacy yeah. with God. And in that intimacy with God, we cultivate a relationship with Him and where we start to develop a heart of obedience, a yeah. heart of um, a heart of worship to where we wanna we wanna obey God in anything and everything, yeah. even if it means being stopped by a lady in a grocery store <laughs> yeah. and who's asking for prayer. Mm -hmm. And she really needed that in yeah. that moment. So I love that you were just so bold mm -hmm. to um, to pray for her, and you were and like you had the uh, you had the father's heart to just just wait, yeah, to wait. And um, like I said before, you ha uh, that comes from the foundation of having um, of having intimacy mm -hmm. with the Lord, and I really do think that's where um, that's where the a heart of worship mm -hmm. starts, yeah, for sure. And I think it um, also goes back to, I think I'm just at a point in life where I'm just like, I, I want to do everything that the Lord has for me, you know, when, yeah. and it comes back to fearing the Lord. And when mm -hmm. the Lord tells you to do something, you do it, you know, you don't just ignore it. No. Um, but <laughs> although he gives us a choice, whether we want to follow his, his voice or just ignore it, he gives us that choice. You know, he doesn't force anything on us, but I think when you come to a point where you just give everything to the Lord, where you surrender your whole life to the Lord, yeah. that going back to worship at each moment in your life and each detail in your life, the Lord has planned out. And it's saying, although I'm in the store shopping for my family for Christmas gifts, although this lady is, is, is feeling a need to have prayer, I'm going to set aside my desires and I'm going oh, to... Yeah. Um, yield to the desires of the Lord, which is praying for that, that lady who needed help. That's good. That's so, so good. Speaking of help, um, I, I know that I talked about earlier of how, you know, sometimes it can be a little uncomfortable for, um, some Christian women to, um, admit that they're struggling with anxiety and depression. Um, I feel like, you know, if I, I feel like sometimes it can be, it can be a little hard for women to ask for help, especially when you're already independent. Mm -hmm. So um, when you're already independent, it can be a little hard for you to ask help and to even admit that you're like struggling. Right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I feel like uh, people that do struggle with like, you know, uh, severe anxiety and mm -hmm. depression, they, they'll probably think like, oh, you know, like if if I tell them what I'm going through, they're going to think that I'm not a Christian or, mm -hmm. you know, they're probably just going to give me those baby answers where it's like, you need to go to, you need to pray more. Yeah. You, you just need to go to church more, come to Bible study, all mm -hmm. that stuff. And while that's, those are, that's a great answer, but I feel like, I don't know, I feel like there's probably something else that maybe people that are struggling with anxiety and depression, they probably need something more. Mm -hmm. Not sure if I'm making sense. No, um, sense. But yeah, I wanted to ask you, 
Um, what are your thoughts on that? Like seeking help as so as someone who is, you know, who's a follower of Jesus, mm-hmm. um, who claims that they're a Christian, but they're really struggling with anxiety and depression. And, you know, what, what's your thoughts on that? Like help and worship, mental health, things like that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, as women, I, I believe that we were wanting we, we want to be strong for ourselves. We want to be strong for our families. Um, and that plays a, a big toll on, you know, how how we think and everything. Um, but I don't think there's anything wrong with seeking help as a Christian. Um, when I went through depression and anxiety, I did seek help myself. I went to therapy for a little while. Um, I went to my um, youth pastors. They helped me and everything. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with asking for help. My mom says you can't get answers if you don't ask questions. Um, So I think that it's important that we do remind ourselves that we're not meant to go through life alone, that we do need community. We do need people by our side. And when you do think that you can get through this this life alone, I think that's when maybe you um, or we need to think about, we need to check our hearts and say, Lord, like, put people in my life who can speak life into me, who can encourage me, um, and allow me to also be that person to other people. That's good. I just did an episode about, yeah, about, um, like, godly friendships and sisterhoods. Yeah, it's important. It is important. And I've said, I've said how, um, you know, we really can't do life on our own. Yeah. And, you know, some people, they're, they're fine with that. You know, they're, they're like, oh, you know, I'm good. I don't need to tell everybody everything, but yet you're struggling by yourself, yeah. sis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're struggling by yourself. And um, this is why I talked about, you know, vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And that is a really, it's, it's a hard thing to do, mm-hmm. but man, there's so much that will come out of it. If we just be vulnerable with what we're going through. There really is, there really are people, there are women out there who want to pour into you and pray over you and cover you mm-hmm. with the love of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, yeah. and um, just speak life into you. Mm-hmm. And I loved how you said that, you know, um, we try to be strong for ourselves. And mm-hmm. But the thing is, like, we're not meant to. Yeah. We're really not, you yeah. know? Like, we have a God who wants to take those burdens off of us who literally in his word says, come to me all who are weary and burdened and Mm -hmm. let me give you rest. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Y'all ain't resting in the Lord. (laughs) Y'all ain't resting in the Lord. Um, Maybe that's why you just feel so heavy hardened, like all of a sudden. Um, That's why I always say Jesus is truly the answer to Mm -hmm. everything. And this is not, don't say that this is one of those baby answers or whatever, but truly, like Jesus is truly the answer. And I love that you said that there's still nothing wrong with seeking help. Yeah. You know, if you need to go to therapy, go to therapy. Yeah. Like there really isn't, I there I really don't see any wrong in going to therapy yeah. as a Christian. Yeah. There's Christian counseling, mm-hmm. um, you know, and um, there there's people that are gifted mm-hmm. in that career, you know, so... Thank you so much for sharing. I don't know if you have anything else to add to that. Yeah. Um, and also going back to the the moment, there's nothing wrong with doing like a, I would call it like a daily like check-in with yourself. 
the moment that you feel like, okay, like I'm going through this, but I can get through it on my own, or I don't need anyone, you know, to help me out. Maybe you need to check, check your heart. Like I said before, maybe you need to say, okay, like, where is this, where are these thoughts coming from? Um, check your heart, check your mind and figure out like, how can I get through this? Not on my own, but how can I allow one, the Holy Spirit to guide me and also mm-hmm. allow the sisters that who are um, in my community, how can I allow them to also help me through this? And um, like we were saying before, I, I think that it's also important, you know, going to seek help and godly counseling. There's nothing wrong with therapy, but also while you're going to therapy, you're going to counseling or seeking that help, mm-hmm. it's important that you're not just going to them, but you're also praying. Um, yeah. You're praying and you're also spending time with the Lord. You're listening to worship music. You're journaling. You're allowing him to speak to you as well as having the counselors um, and whoever he puts in your life to speak to you as well. So you just don't want the counselors to, to be speaking to you, but you also want the Holy Spirit to be the main voice in your life. That's so good. I was just going to say, don't let anything substitute the Holy Spirit. Yeah and his authority and, you know, his voice and leading, mm-hmm. um, in your life. Uh, that is so, so good. I was going to say just, um, I was going to say how, you know, I feel like the enemy, that's how the enemy keeps us in bondage yeah. in many things. Mm-hmm. We think that we can do it on our own. We think that, you know, we can, um, be, um, you know, we don't need anybody. I'm not going to tell people because I don't. I don't want them to think of me of any way. That's how the enemy keeps you in bondage, and that oh, yeah. is a thing of pride that you talked about. Yeah. When it's all, you know, it's it's we're thinking about ourselves. We're thinking about what people are going to think of us because yeah. we have an image that we need to keep up. Oh, yeah. That's really hard to hear, but mm-hmm. it's so true. Yeah. It's a form of pride, yeah. and that's the thing. Pride doesn't just show itself. Pride mm-hmm. it just comes in the most subtle ways. Oh yeah. Um. But that's how the enemy keeps us in bondage. Mm-hmm. When when things when things are kept in the dark, mm-hmm. when things are kept silent, yeah. that's where the that's where the enemy just has his playground. Yeah. And you're allowing him to do that. So I want to encourage you guys that are listening on here, Mariah, um, and wants to encourage you as well. Mm-hmm. You know, do not don't keep it to yourself. Really do find help. Um, seek help. Uh, of course, seek the Lord while, while you know, pray, mm-hmm. develop that relationship with the Lord. I love that you included that. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, you know, and yeah, um, do not, um, do not allow the enemy to leave you in the dark with what you're struggling and what you're going through. Do not let the enemy have his way in your mind. Mm -hmm. Like really speak over your mind, Mm -hmm. speak over your mind daily, give your mind over to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, thank the Lord daily that he is placing his godly thoughts, divine, holy, pure thoughts into your mind and Mm -hmm. declare that the mind is, is, Declare that your mind is for the Lord um, and that, you know, ask the Lord. I've been praying this a lot lately Mm -hmm. to um, I've been asking God, may you reestablish your authority in my life again. Mm -hmm. May you reestablish your authority in my mind, in my heart and in my body so that I'm not led by anything else. I'm not led by my feelings. I'm not led by, you know, things that I see or or whatever it is, but I'm led only by the authority of yeah. the Holy Spirit because I yeah. want the Holy Spirit's leading to um, to be authoritative mm-hmm. in my life. Yeah. So my next uh, my next and last question is: If there is one thing 
you would tell someone struggling with anxiety and depression, what would you say to them after having gone through, you know, um, what you have before? Yeah. Um, I mean, well, one thing I would say, <laughs> or it could be, it could be like two things. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, two things, um, that I would specifically, uh, point on, um, I would say just to spend more time. I know this sounds like a very cliche answer, but it's the truth, you know, um, spend more time in the word, um, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Because like what Vanessa said before, when you're constantly by yourself, that's what the enemy loves. He loves when we're by ourselves so he can speak to you. But when you're by yourself, spending time in the word and listening to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's power and his authority will always drown out the voices of the enemy. And that's something that I had to learn because I would always want to be by myself when I was going through depression. You know, I wouldn't want anyone to be around, but I would encourage you if you are going through anxiety, if you're going through depression, the number one thing I would say is to spend more time, spend extra time in the word, constantly Mm -hmm. listen to worship music, constantly pray when you're in the car, pray when you're going to school, pray, speak in tongues. If you, if you speak in tongues, that's something that I um, am constantly doing throughout the day. I'm speaking tongues and, and that just is something within itself so powerful. Um, and then the second thing I would say is what we just touched on to surround yourself with people who are going to speak life into you. Um, that's something that's so important because if you're around people who are constantly speaking negativity and death over your life. The Bible says that the um, words are life and death is in the power of the tongue. So they're not just words when people just say, oh, they're just saying stuff or they're just words. No, either they're speaking life or they're speaking death over you. And spirits, they can, um, spirits, they, they react to certain things. So if I, if I tell a person, oh, you're, um, you're going to succeed. You're going to um, be something so great, or you're you're going to you're going to be great in, in the Holy Spirit or something. But you know, if I'm just saying encouraging words to someone, that'll make you feel you know that'll make you feel a certain type of way. That will encourage you to keep going. But if I turn to someone and I say, "Oh, you're never going to make it. You're never going to do anything in life," that can make them feel or a certain type of way. That can have the opposite effect. So I would say to surround yourself with people who are very encouraging, who are speaking life over you. Um, and don't just rely on people to speak life over you. Some The Bible says you got to encourage yourself sometimes. Amen. So Amen. sometimes you, when no one else is around, sometimes <laughs> you got to encourage yourself. You got to speak life over yourself, you know, and say, I am a child of God. I am more than a conqueror. I am victorious in the name of Jesus. And you need to pray and just allow the Lord to speak to you because he wants to speak to us. We just have to be in the position and position our hearts for him to to speak and for us to listen. Amen. That's so good. Thank you, Mariah, so, so much for being here tonight and just sharing your testimony and your heart on worship and uh, mental health, anxiety, depression. Um, and just for 
just being you. Thank you so much just for being here. I hope you guys really loved this episode. Um, Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, We're going to end it a little differently tonight. We're not going to have the cute little jingle that I usually have at the end. Um, Mariah actually wanted to pray for us um, and wants to pray over uh, those who are listening and Mm -hmm who are struggling. And if you know someone who's struggling with anxiety and depression, and you feel that what we said um, in this podcast is really helpful and and is what they need to hear, girl, don't hesitate. Send it. Send it. Be that friend that will just jump at any opportunity for that friend's freedom Mm -hmm. and salvation. Um, So Mariah, if you would love to pray us out. Yeah, definitely. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for just allowing us to be here tonight, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for just speaking through Vanessa. Thank you, Lord, for her obedience. Thank you, Lord, for just showing her showing her what freedom looks like, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for just giving me um, the words to speak, Lord. I pray that the words that I spoke tonight, the words that Vanessa spoke tonight, Lord, that they are piercing hearts, Lord, that you have opened up spiritual ears, that you have opened up spiritual hearts, Lord God, and that you are touching the minds of your children, Lord God, and that the words that We said tonight, Lord, they aren't just going to be words that people play in the background, but they're going to be words that release a a spirit of freedom, a spirit of peace, and a spirit of of living, Lord God. People who have felt just just dead for the past years or, or the past few days, Lord God, around the holidays, Lord, I pray that you just raise them up. And, and give them a, a spirit of, of life, Lord God, yes, that Lord. They, they feel more life than they have ever felt before, Lord God, that you're giving them joy, Lord God, that you are touching their minds, Lord God, that all depression and anxiety and that fear that they have been feeling, Lord, that goes away right now in the name of Jesus and that they will be delivered right now underneath the words, the sound of my voice, Lord God, I pray that you just just a release, a, a, just power and authority, Lord God. Give them a, a sweet rest, Lord God, if it's nighttime or daytime, whatever it is, Lord God. I pray that you just touch their hearts, Lord God. And I pray that they rest in your promises. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. So powerful. Thank you so, so much. Thank you guys once again for tuning in to this really special episode. I really hope this episode was um, helpful and encouraging. Um, and thank you again, Mariah, thank you, for uh, tuning in and just coming in to just share your heart, girl. Thank you guys so much again. Uh, If you really love this episode, please like, share, and subscribe. And definitely subscribe to the channel. Um, And let me know also what you guys are wanting to hear more of from this podcast. So until next time, bye guys.